are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, Jesus already promised him, now, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And that's actually what Paul was waiting on, the direction of the grace of God in that situation, how God wanted to do that situation. He knew that that demon wasn't going to win out over the deal. See, this was a demon. This demon was inspired to stir up trouble for Paul. And when one was dispatched and cast out and Paul got rid of that one, well, there was another messenger of Satan there. So what's Paul going to do? He can't slap the woman and tell her to shut up. But he waited for the anointing of God. You see, you need to wait for a time. There's a timing in God's methods in his anointing. And then when the anointing came upon Paul, he just turned to the Spirit and said, Come out of her in the name of Jesus. And the Spirit came out the same hour. It worked, didn't it? The demon got dismissed from his assignment. Now, you see, that's what Jesus was trying to get over to Paul all this time. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, God's grace could have been there. You see, God is willing. God's always willing. In fact, the Apostle Paul, the one that wrote and said that my preaching was not yea and nay. My preaching was yes and amen. Yes and so be it. In other words, every promise of God is yes and amen. God's already said yes to every promise in the new covenant. He's already said yes to it. But you see, it's a matter of us acting on it. When Jesus said, whatever you bind will be bound, that's exactly what he meant. Whatever you loose will be loosed. So for Paul to go and pray to God to remove this messenger of Satan from him was not scriptural in the first place. You see, I started to mention this in one of the other sessions, and I kind of got sidetracked on it, was the fact that we've put the apostles on such a pedestal and set them way up here and thought that, well, you know, they just knew everything. But the apostles didn't know everything. The apostle Paul didn't know everything. He didn't know that he was going to have to act on the word of God and resist the devil to get rid of that demon that was assigned against him until he prayed three times about it. That's been taught all kinds of ways that, you know, Paul just kept praying about it and God kept telling him he wouldn't do it. Well, that's essentially what God said. I'm not going to get the devil off you, Paul. You're going to have to do it. You resist the devil. He'll flee from you, not from God. It is a matter of him acting on it. So when the Apostle Paul waited on that anointing and that anointing came upon him and he turned to the Spirit and cast the Spirit out and the Spirit left the self-same hour. So here's the demon. He's dismissed from his assignment and I imagine they had a meeting, a high-level meeting that night and the devil's wanting to know why isn't this thing working? I'll tell you why it wasn't working because Paul had knowledge of the grace of God that God's willingness, God's grace was sufficient for the situation. And I don't care what kind of situation you're in or what kind of situation you face. God's grace is sufficient for that situation. That means that God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf is sufficient for whatever the situation you're in. But you're going to have to learn to act on it. I think this is where so many people miss it. If you don't have knowledge of it, you can't have faith for it. Until Paul found the knowledge of the fact that God's grace was sufficient, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient. Until he got that knowledge inside of him, then he couldn't act on it. But see, when he got the knowledge, then he had faith to act on it. And he waited till the time that that anointing came upon him. That's why Paul could say that when I'm the weakest, then am I strong. 
Now, see, it wouldn't make any sense at all if he said, when I'm sick, I'm well. So we can't make that sickness and disease. It was simply a weakness is what he's referring to. So the devil got a black eye over that deal, just as sure as he did in all of the other things that happened to Paul. Now, if you notice, it comes on down and said they put him in jail in stocks and so on. Now, let's go over to the 19th chapter of Acts. Let's just start with verse 1 here because there's some things I think that will be beneficial to us. We'll start here. came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper coast and came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? They said, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. So here you see Paul passing Corinth into Ephesus. Then notice in verse 10, this continued by the space of two years, talk about disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus, continued by the space of two years so that they that dwelt in Asia, notice this, all they that dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jew and Greek. Now, you notice the persecution that started at Antioch so strong and the problems that he ran into and that they stoned him and different things. But here it says for two years he preached and disputed here. And notice verse 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Now see, every time he dismissed the demon from his assignment and took authority over it, then there was great victory won. Or there was always another to come along stir up trouble. But you see, Paul began to just pick them off one at a time. He took authority over them. And that's the way you're going to have to do the assignments that's been assigned against you. You see, there's some of you that Satan has assigned spirits against you to harass you financially, spiritually, and physically in different ways. And it's a matter of you getting a hold of the fact that God's grace is sufficient and that God's on your side. God will put you over. God will deliver you. God will set you free. The situation is that God's word is just as much on your behalf as it was Paul. And God is willing to do that. He'll use his power and his ability on your behalf. But you're going to have to operate on the authority of the word and do it. God's not going to do it for you. It's like the Apostle Paul said, we read in 2 Timothy, where he said, you're going to have to recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. We have to do it. It's some things that we do. Now, notice here that it says that God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, notice it wasn't something that Paul did. Paul said that I'll gladly glory in my weakness that the power of God may rest upon me. In other words, he's saying that the power of God came on him to do these things. It wasn't something that Paul did at all. It was just something that God wrought by the hands of Paul. And it says, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons and diseases departed from them, evil spirits went out of them. 
Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure thee by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and the chief priest, which did so. The evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And see, it's a dangerous thing for individuals just be playing around and trying to play with the power of God, trying to use the power of God in the name that Paul called. And, of course, the evil spirit in this man tore the clothes off of him and they left naked and wounded. But, you see, Paul was operating into the anointing of God. He said, I'll gladly glory in that infirmity or that weakness that the power of God may rest upon me. So in this situation, you find that God got glory out of this situation. Every time the devil sent something against Paul, Paul acted on the word of God, then God would get glory out of it. Now this is where so many times people misunderstand some things. They see that God got glory out of a the situation. They say, well, God caused that to happen, so he'd get glory out of it. But that's not the way it happened at all. It was the fact that Satan had dispatched a messenger to stop Paul, stop the word of God, and Paul just acted on the word of God and put Satan in his place, and the demon was done away with. I mean, he dismissed him from his assignment. And that's exactly what happened. And every time it happened, then God got glory out of it. Now, I think possibly I've related this in one of the other teaching sessions, but a very classic example of this in the everyday life of the way that people misunderstand things. In our hometown, there was a friend of mine that had a little boy about six, seven years old, and every time they'd have a fire, well, he wanted to follow the fire truck, you know, and watch him put out the fire. So after he had done this several times, so I, little boy asked him one day, he said, Daddy, why does that little red truck run all over town setting these houses on fire? <laughs> now, see, he related the house fire to the red truck. And not understanding that the little red truck was there trying to save the house. Now this is what has happened in the lives of many people. They have seen God come on the scene in a situation, in a bad situation. And see God get some glory out of it or some good turn out of it. Then they said, well, you know, God did that or caused that wreck so that this would happen, you know. Well, no, God didn't do that. But God will get good out of every situation, especially if you act on the word of God. And that's what Paul did. He acted on the word of God. Notice verse 20 here. It says, So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. See, God's word prevailed over all of this. It didn't say Paul prevailed. And you might as well get it straight. You're not going to prevail unless you do it through the word of God. See, Paul said, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's God's might. It's not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit. So it was the anointing of God that caused the word to grow and God's word prevail. Can you see that? God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been with us all this week. This is the last day for our CD offer number 7212. It's Paul's thorn in the flesh. As I've said before, it's the thorn that has stuck more people than any thorn in the whole world because people say, well, God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh. The scripture doesn't say that. Here's what it says. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given me a thorn in the flesh. 
Now, if God gave him revelation and didn't want him to preach it, there's something wrong with this. <laughs> but that's not what it is. He said, there was given me a thorn in the flesh. Didn't say God gave it to him. In fact, it's not a thorn at all. It's people that stir up trouble everywhere Paul went. And he says in that very verse, verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 12, he tells you what it was. The messenger of Satan that he might buffet me. Now, that's what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. His thorn, you ought to know what it was. Then he goes on to say, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, Paul. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, what he's saying is, The Lord kept saying to him, Paul, My grace is sufficient for you. You'll have to resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. It was a messenger of Satan working through people to stir up trouble everywhere Paul went. Now, I don't have time to teach it right here on the last of the broadcast, but you need this. It will open your eyes to understanding some things and cause you to operate in the faith and in the promises of God for healing and know that God wants you healed the same as he wanted Paul healed and everyone else. But you have to act on the word of God to get it done. And if you're having trouble with Satan, you have to resist him. Offer number 7212, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.